great morning. You're listening to episode 46 of the Book Morning Podcast. And today, I'm reviewing Sean Acorn's book, The Happiness Advantage, the seven principles of positive psychology that fuel success and performance at work. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Chris Cardona, and welcome to the Book Morning Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks a lot for coming. One of my favorite quotes in life by Warren Buffett is the best investment you can make is an investment in yourself. The more you learn, the more you'll earn. And that is exactly the goal I have for this podcast, to continue expanding my life, learning from the best mentors and examples of success in the world, both living and not. Through their stories and books, to achieve the successful life we ourselves and our family deserve. The Book Morning Podcast is produced daily for your enjoyment, where I bring you my takeaways, gold nuggets, and summaries from some of the best books I read and study every day. Show notes can be found at www.bookmorning.com. Are you all ready? Well, let's get the show started. Often as parents, leaders, and entrepreneurs, we're afraid of happiness, or we don't fully understand it, because we feel if we become happy, our pursuit of success will change. We think that if we are happy, we will become complacent or not have the hunger to push ourselves to achieve our goals in life and in business. Modern society associates happiness with pleasure, but pleasure is fleeting. This is what Sean tries to open our eyes on. At a very young age, we are taught to study hard, find a safe, secure job and be successful, and then we'll find happiness. But every time we achieve something in life, we move the goalpost because this mindset tells us to keep pushing forward. The rat race never ends. Because we're always in pursuit of happiness that seems unattainable. And when we attain it, we feel temporary pleasure before the goal is moved again and the cycle of unhappiness continues. Sean Aker, the author, is from Harvard and is one of the world's leading experts on the connection between happiness and success. What he found in his research was that figuring out what makes us happy, pursuing it, and will find happiness, and success will soon follow. His research shows that happiness is one of the primary tools we can utilize to increase our performance, which helps us move faster toward our goals in life. He tells us that happiness is not the belief that we don't need to change, it's the realization that we can. He wants us to consider that happiness is the joy we feel in striving after our potential. He offers seven principles to help us just do that. So let's dive in. The first principle is that happiness advantage. We must understand that what we constantly talk about and think about primes our brains to be ready for what happens next. We all know the game Wheel of Fortune, one of the longest running evening game shows in the US today. Before the start of every puzzle, they're given a clue or category. Imagine if you had to solve the puzzle without being given any backstory or clue. It would be more difficult for our brain to try to make that connection. Imagine being in a restaurant and seeing the menu with a four-letter word, but one of the letters is missing. It begins with an S, followed by an O, and ends with a P. S, O, blank, P. What word is it? If you guess soup, you would be correct. But if we change the backstory, 
And we talked about at the end of the day, we need to wash our day away. And again, presented with the same combination of letters, S O blank P. What word would that be then? You would probably think soap. And that, of course, would be correct. This is our brain being primed to think about something. This is the same about our mindset. When we prime our brain with happy thoughts, Sean has found that we are primed for more success, more creativity, and become more outgoing. He tells us that successful people aren't always happy, but happy people are always successful. This is why when we are happy, our mindset and mood are positive. We then are smarter, more motivated, and thus more successful. Happiness is a center and the success revolves around it. The second principle is what he calls the fulcrum and the lever. This principle tells us that we can change and increase our performance just by changing our mindset. The lever in this principle represents our brain's perspective, processing negativity or positivity. It's not about trying to fool ourselves or turning our eyes away from negativity, but adjusting our mindset in order to rise above the challenge that we face. This mindset is represented by the fulcrum. We can adjust it to allow more leverage and give our body and mind a change to react positively to any situation. An example of the power of mindset is in the study done when they blindfolded students. They then rubbed an unknown herb on their skin and told them it was poison ivy. This then caused all the students to develop an itch, a rash, and even boils on their skin until they found out that it was just a common kitchen herb. Another one was they did a study among 85-year-olds and told them to dress and act and talk like 30 years younger. After just two weeks, they showed an increased sign of youth, better posture, and even looked and felt younger. This was simply because their stereotypes of being old was removed from the equation. The core of this principle is that we need to stop thinking about our environment as a fixed reality, but instead understand that everything is relative to what our mind perceives it to be, negative or positive. The third principle is the Tetris effect. There were students who were hired to play Tetris three days in a row, after which these students said they started to see shapes in everyday life. They would see building skylines and their brains would try to figure out if the building would fit in between the two others. Even in their dreams, they would start dreaming about these shapes. This is because our brains engaged in a regular activity can get wired temporarily to look for certain connections. Often in our life, we are looking for the negative pieces to our life's puzzle. And if we keep searching for these negative thoughts, we are bound to find them. Instead, we are encouraged to train our brain to capitalize on possibilities, train our brain to scan the world for the opportunities and ideas that allow our success rate to grow, always finding the good and be optimistic about life. The best way to overcome this is to start making a daily list of good things in our job, our career, and our life. This will train our brain to always scan for the positives in our life. The fourth principle is falling up. This tells us to capitalize on the downs to build an upward momentum. Did you know that Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team? 
but we all know him as arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. Even Walt Disney was fired from a newspaper job because he was told he was not creative enough. Imagine if they had quit. When we quit, our brains stop forming the mental map for a hope, which then limits our chances to overcome challenges in the future. Numerous studies have found that if we are able to fail and still find an opportunity for growth, then we are more likely to experience success and growth in the future. This is all about using the downtimes to bounce back and propel ourselves upward. It's about using the setbacks and adversity as a motivation and become happier and eventually become more successful. It's not about falling down, but falling up. The fifth principle is the Zorro Circle. When Zorro was training to be the hero he became, his mentor drew a circle on the ground and told him to practice within the bounds of that circle. As he mastered that circle, it was expanded little by little until he became the stuff of legends. So how do we eat an elephant? We all know one small bite at a time. By limiting our focus to small manageable goals, we can then expand our speed of power. A study of about 7,400 employees found that employees who felt that they had little control over deadlines had a 50% higher risk of a heart attack. Feeling that we are in control, that we are the masters of our own faith at work and at home is one of the strongest drivers of both well-being and performance. When our sense of fairness is attacked, we resort to an emotional hijack, such as a knee-jerk reaction, instead of thinking and then reacting. Because we humans, Nobel Prize winner Daniel Kahneman found that when our sense of fairness is attacked, we react emotionally instead of rationally. In order to overcome emotional hijack, when we feel overwhelmed, we should stop and write down or speak to a friend about it. This will help us diffuse our negative feelings and prevent a knee-jerk reaction. We should separate things then into controllable and uncontrollable lists and attack what we can control piece by piece. Sean says, small successes can add up to major achievements. All it takes is drawing the first circle in the sand. The sixth principle is the 20-second rule. This principle tells us that common sense is not always common action. Doctors have a common understanding of good, healthy habits, yet 44% of them are overweight. The father of modern psychology, William James, says that we are made up of a bundle of habits. Our habits keep us doing either good or bad in life. The key is to trick our brain to interrupt the path of bad habits and not to rely on willpower because it's a finite resource we have. Instead, turn bad habits into good ones by minimizing barriers to change. Like for example, building a good habit of exercising, we should keep our running shoes less than 20 seconds reach from us. And if we are trying to break the habit of bad eating or constantly using our cell phone, we should keep those more than 20 seconds away from us. In order to build good habits, this is like a ritual, repeated practice until the actions become ingrained in our brain's neural chemistry. And the key to daily practice is putting our desired actions as close to the path of least resistance as humanly possible. And the seventh and final principle is social investment. 
Sean tells us that our social support is our greatest asset in life and can be the greatest investment we can make in the happiness advantage. When we were young, we were told that money does not buy happiness. And in most cases, when we use it to buy material things, this rings true. But when it comes to paying for things that create memories or experiences with people we care about, it does buy happiness. This is because memories last forever, but material possession does not. A month of happiness is what we achieve maximum. A Harvard study of 268 men who graduated since the late 1930s, about 70 years, they found that the happiest and most successful had one main difference from the rest, and that was love. This is simply because social relationships matter more than anything else to us. They have found that socially bonded employees work harder, had greater focus, endured more, and even immune to turmoil. So the key here is to invest in social capital. This could be as simple as sending a thank you note daily to someone we work with or at home and keeping a gratitude journal. After a month, this will blossom into a positive habit that will keep and help increase our social investments. That was certainly a very impactful book for me, and I'm sure it will be for you too. I strongly recommend this book to everyone. Sean tells us that for him, Happiness is a joy we feel striving after our potential, so we need to learn to love the process. When you read this book, you'll find so much more research and examples where he goes into detail about each principle and cites many more strategies to fully utilize them in our lives. Allow me to leave you with this final thought. Success does not always equal happiness. On the contrary, our success depends on our level of happiness. It starts in our brain and radiates outwards and jumps to one other person, then to a group, a community, and beyond. While the investment in happiness can be small, the dividends of happiness are enormous. Discovering happiness does not mean big changes in our lives. In fact, all we need to do is to adjust our mindset and notice positive things that are there already and building on that to start living a more positive and happy life. Thank you so much for your time today. I highly encourage you to please connect with me. Please do share, subscribe, leave a rating and review. I'd very much appreciate your honest feedback, which helps me continually provide impactful content that I hope you will find valuable. And remember, a book a day keeps failures at bay. Until next time, thank you and have a success filled day.